0: Welcome to the Grace, Gratitude, and Perseverance podcast. I'm Jenny Steffis. The definition of grace is simple elegance, courteous goodwill, or to do honor or credit by one's presence. Gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and return kindness. Perseverance is persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. At times, we all have very challenging seasons, people, a diagnosis, or a loss in our lives. But the fact remains, we all only get this one life. It's our only shot. So if we don't learn and continually practice how to trudge through even the bad to get to and see all of the good, and I'll even dare to say, find happy every day, in the, even in the darkest of days, we are just wasting time when we could be creating a pretty positive happy and incredible life story full of grace gratitude and we could persevere through it all therefore someday leaving behind a footprint that's incredible i look forward to sharing with you not only my story of struggle and perseverance as i try to walk it with grace and gratitude but also stories of others who have mastered or are still working on trudging through some of the bad to get to the good or have had to do so in the past but made it a priority to do so with grace, gratitude, and perseverance. Many of us are still learning this skill, but I feel by working together, becoming vulnerable and sharing our stories, we can all support and help each other just a little bit. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to the ninth episode of the Grace, Gratitude, and Perseverance podcast. It is my first podcast in a while. Um, been on another hiatus, just recovering the third round of chemo was a little bit tough this round. So we had to make our way through again. Um, but I'm finally feeling better. That started on, um, Christmas Eve actually is when I kind of turned a corner and we've been busy with holidays and just enjoying family. But this is our last podcast of 2019 and I'm really really excited for this podcast. It's been something that's been in the works since I even, well, I don't know, probably, I don't remember if it was before or after I recorded my very first podcast, but I have a guest with me here tonight, and he's one of the most important people in my life. He's got this most handsome smile. Kaysen is here with me. Hi. <laughs> Kaysen is my 16-year-old son, and um, like I said, we we were actually driving. I remember the moment that... We were driving and um, we were coming home from somewhere and Kaysen has really been, you really, just like me, and I don't want to take the credit for it, but you enjoy self-motivation, self-development. He watches a lot of, and I've mentioned this in past podcasts, but he listens to a lot of um, YouTube videos and different speeches that he has shared with me and wanted me to listen to and um, I even shared in one of, it actually prompted me to do an a certain podcast a few podcasts back um because of a video that Kason had had me listen to so we were talking that night on the way home and talking about you being a guest on the podcast and
1: yeah we you my car was in the shop and you picked me up from practice and i believe we had to go pick up medication for mail and i remember you went inside and it was super long it was like super long cuz like the line was super long And that whole time I was like listening to motivational stuff, just like either positive people giving speeches or anything like that. And then on the way home, yeah, we were talking about it. And I think that was the first time that you brought up the podcast just about me being in one. And I was super excited about like, yeah, I do want to be in one. Yeah.
0: And then we just... He's busy. He's a wrestler. And so wrestling season keeps him super-duper busy. And then, of course, you throw in just all the other things that life has. And you throw in... um, This is only my ninth episode in the few months that I've been doing podcasts. And the holidays. And so we were talking the other day. And I told him that I I wanted to do a podcast leading out of 2019 into 2020. And I really wanted this to be the one that he was on. And he was like, Absolutely. So here we are. Um we've the last few days we're like, hey, we're gonna get that podcast recorded and now it's finally New Year's Eve and we had to get it done. So um ironically we not ironically, but our we're gonna talk a little bit about how different and just a totally different jive this year with everything that's gone on with our family and my health. But um we've always hosted a New Year's Eve party or when the kids were littler, a bunch of adults would get a sitter. We'd share a sitter at my house. All of us adults would go out to eat, come back, relieve the sitter, and then we'd stay home with the kids and ring in midnight, ring in the new year. And then, um, in the last few years, we've always just had people over and had hors d'oeuvres and stayed here and not gone out and about, which is part of getting older, I think. And, um, last night at supper, one of Kason's younger brothers, um, one of my twins asked, so what time is everybody coming over tomorrow for the party? Just kind of assuming. And that was the first time it hit me like, oh, gosh, we just have done everything so different this year. Just so quiet and laid back and, and, um, calm. And a lot of just the five of us, a lot of just dad and I and you three boys. And so, and of course I love that time, but it's just different. It's different when that's we're used to entertaining and having people in our home and and um and we love being surrounded by people, but anyway. So, let's talk about 2019. <laughs> Are you sad to see it go?
1: Um not really. I'm, I mean <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I'm looking forward to the future. Uh I I never think of, like, a situation or anything like that where, like, I regret it because I know, like, most things where I either mess up or something big happens, I never usually wish it differently because I know, like, that's a part of life, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff happens and you can't really go back and change it. And then no matter what happens, there's always, like, a place in there to learn something new or make an adjustment somehow. And that's pretty much, like, what happened when you got your diagnosis is it was a huge adjustment. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, we were also going to talk about, like, not remembering Mm because, like, we both don't really remember, like, when you first got diagnosed or when you told me or told the boys. Like, I don't remember, like, the first couple months of the year, you know? I I really don't. Like, I, I honestly remember, like, that huge life changer. Yeah. And I guess I can remember like school a little yeah. bit um cuz it was it was right near the end but um once that all happened like whole all of our life like just changed. Yeah. It became based around that. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's it's a huge adjustment we yeah. had to, we had to do.
0: It dawned on me the other day that we, we started 2019. We rang in 2019 thinking, yes, we're going to have the, you know, I always start the new year. Like, it's going to be the best year ever. You know, we had made some changes. I wasn't doing childcare anymore. I was working outside of the home, cleaning homes, cleaning homes part-time. And I was really, like, in a place where I felt like I had the ultimate time freedom. Kids were older. Like, t- I just knew 2019 was going to be unquestionably, like, awesome. I You just never doubt when you're coming out, 2018 was awesome, and I had no reason to believe that 2019 wasn't going to be just another, like, doing what we always did, and I, I felt healthy. I was doing CrossFit, um, and we, I dawned on me the other day that I was diagnosed with brain cancer um, April 7th, so really the very beginning of April. So we only had three months of 2019 in the dreary winter that were, like, normal and then all of a sudden you know as 2019 was like kicking off and you're starting spring is when our whole plot twist happened and we were just shocked because we had nothing to give us a sign that something was going to change and case and like Kason said everything circles around my diagnosis and my treatment right Mm -hmm. now i mean i'm i'm i i know that that um the way our family operates, the way sporting events operate, the way we show up to events that aren't, you know, whether it's somebody's birthday party or somebody's having a get to, get-together, we truly plan everything around how mom's feeling or when mom has treatment. And part of that makes me feel guilty, but part of that is I'm mom. <laughs> you know, kind of yeah. the nucleus of the family. um. So I asked Kason because for me not remembering that ver- those first few weeks I thought was just um I thought it was just me just cuz there was trauma to the brain from the seizures and then surgery um but you had said no I don't really remember either I think it was just such a shock and such a okay what do we do now and everything just kind of got rushed along and Kids still had to go to school and they were still had to do everything, you know, you were working, so you still had to go to work and, um, you just, we just kept functioning and we just lived one day at a time, day to day. And we still Mm -hmm. live one day at a time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, you, you can think back to like previous years and just how we're busy all the time. And then you think about it now and It doesn't ever feel weird, like, because, like, your diagnosis almost becomes, like, the new normal, you Mm -hmm. know? Seeing how you feel becomes a regular thing. So, it's, it's, uh, kind of with your last podcast, like, how to adapt and everything like that. Like, that's what our family does, you know? We took it day by day, and now it's, like, the new normal, you know? Mm -hmm. We deal with what we have to, and if... Like say the boys want to go hang out with a friend, you know, it's, we work around it. It's Mm -hmm. never, it's not like life just completely stopped, like life kept going.
0: Yeah. And you said something the other day that was really, it was funny to me that you picked up on it and it reminds me that we're all going through this together. It's, you know, our, our, like you have said many times, it affects our whole family and our whole family's normal has changed. But you said something the other day, um, and I can't even remember, like, we must have had, like, a wrestling meet, and then we had a couple things kind of back-to-back, and it wasn't like we were running nonstop. We had a couple events kind of a couple nights in a row or something, and you, were, you said, I'm tired. Like, you know, other than going to practice and going to school, we really don't do a whole lot, and you you said this just the other night. You said, gosh, in years past, we just ran, ran, ran nonstop, and that was just our normal and you said, I'm tired. Like, we're not used to this. We just kind of chill. We just kind of hang at home and take it easy. And so, because that's our normal, because we had a couple of things like back to back, and I felt that way, but I just thought I felt that way because I get worn out easy. But you said too, you were like, no, I need a day at home. Like, I need yeah. to just chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, talk to me about, and I told case and uh, we talked about this a little ahead of time and um, to some regret, we haven't ever sat and said, how do you feel about mom having cancer or how did it make you feel when you found out or, you know, what do you struggle with each and every day? But I think that's because it's what you said. It's just our normal. So we try not to focus on like the bad or the sad or the struggling, but we really try to focus on look who's showing up for us and keeping things normal. But can you talk a little bit about, I mean, what's it like as, and you can probably speak on behalf of not just 16, but in that range of preteen to teen when you're at home and you're just, you just want to be a kid. You just want to hang out with your friends and go to wrestling practice and, you know, do a good job on the mat or whatever it is. um, And then your whole world turns upside down and there's nothing you can do about it. So talk to me about what it's like as a 16 year old to find out. Cause you had already, you had turned 16 in January. I was diagnosed with April or I was diagnosed in April. You'll be 17 here in January again. I'll be 40. You'll be 17. Mm-hmm. Um, what's that like? I mean,
1: it, it's weird. Cause there was never, we talked, we talked about talked about this like a lot earlier, um, when you first diagnosed, but we kind of talked, or we kind of, it was kind of mentioned like, if anyone, if anything was going to happen to anyone, it'd be you. Because you, out of everyone, like in our family, you could take it. You said that. And, yeah. I remember,
0: I'll never forget the day you said that to me.
1: And, um, it just, it, there was never a moment where I was like, why my mom, or anything like that. Because I know not only, like, y- you'll go through it you know you'll you'll never be like you'll never like give up hope like there is bad days and there's good days but there's never a day where you're like I'm not cut out for this you know mm-hmm. I, I can't do it and um like I look up to that and for me too it was like okay like my mom is sick and I know she can do this but like she needs my attention when she needs it you know like uh you, you have Troy there for you and then, like, say Troy goes to Wisconsin, you know, comes to me. hmm And not to, like, put you on the spot, but there was, like, one moment where I think the boys both made, like, dumb decisions. And you met me in my room, and you broke down crying. hmm And it, it made me feel horrible, you know? That, that really, like, made me think, like, you know, she needs me, you know? Mm-hmm there isn't, like, a single moment where I can be like, oh, you know, like, she's fine, you know? Like, I have wrestling and I have friends and I have everything like that, but, like, with that huge change, like, you became a way bigger part of my life, you know? Mm-hmm. You're You're on my mind every single day of, what can I do for her? If she asks me to do this chores, I'm going to say yes right away. You know, everything like that. It's, uh, it makes you really realize, like, how much i need you mm-hmm. but then i'm also like you need me as well.
0: Mm-hmm. And it it we're a team and i think we've always talked about that um that we're all here for each other and i think when you have that mentality in your family um we all got each other's backs. You know, we all got each other's backs no matter what. And i wanted to mention too cuz you talked about hanging out with your friends and stuff um that it's a huge testament to who you are. Because your friends are so amazing. And your friends come to our house often and hang out here. And they always give me a great big hug. Or if I see them at wrestling, they give me a great big hug. And um, just a few weeks ago, there was a wrestling tournament. And I was too sick to go. And it was killing me. Not because I hate missing your events. And I, I don't know if I've ever missed a wrestling event. This might have been the first one unless there was... You know, and um, a big reason, and you and your buddies got out of school a little early and came here to, like, pack some food and kind of hang out before you had to be at at the wrestling tournament, and when you guys left, I was laying on the couch sleeping, which for me, I thought when you all walked in and I didn't know you were coming over, I was like, oh, great. (laughs) I'm laying here covered up in a blanket, sound asleep. I did not feel good. Didn't even feel good enough to get up and like go lay in the bedroom while you guys all just kind of hung out in the kitchen and visited and whatever. And I think I kind of fell asleep and dozed on and off. But when you left and I said, good luck, everybody, you know, I wish I could be there. It's breaking my heart not to be there. And I can't remember which one of your friends, but you came and hugged me. I think they knew better than at this point, you know, usually they give me hugs, but they kind of kept their distance. But one of them said, of course, mom, because they all call me mom, you're always in our hearts. And you guys left and I started sobbing because I thought so many people have showed up for us. They were at radiation when I rang the bell. We had a huge benefit with hundreds and hundreds of people. And people have brought us meals and cooked, you know, just done clean our house. They've done so much for us. And um, even all the way down to the teenagers in our life. And friends supporting you, but also loving your mom. And um, that's huge for me because I want you to have the support, but also just for you to feel like you're, you know, there's that comfort there bringing your friends here and knowing that. We're all a big you know extended family or that, so that was uh those little moments always mean so much. Let's talk a little bit about that about people showing up I mean people have showed up for us mm-hmm. have you been as amazed by as I have by people we don't even know
1: uh yeah a a lot of it is surprising, you know there was one lady that showed up to our house, we have no idea who she was. <laughs> and I, it's, like, weird, but it's also, like... I don't know, like, flattering, almost. Yeah. Like, like wow, like, there's people who we don't even know that, like, hear your story or something, and they're like, oh, I want to help out, you know, I want to do something. And, um, it it really makes you a lot makes you very humble
0: mhm
1: almost cuz like it's like bad that this thing happened but then there's also so many people there for you mhm and then it also makes you realize like okay we need to remember that we also need to do be there for mm-hmm. other people as well you know cuz like sometimes a lot or we we all do we get caught up in our own mm-hmm. whatever's going on in our own lives and like it's crazy to think that every single person out there has something going on in their life, like, yeah you never know and and then when like when you do the, your benefit, like hundreds of people showed up there, and it's just like mind blowing like when we were when I was there at that benefit, I don't know what to do right like I had two two of my friends come. And I wanted to be around them the whole time because all these people were saying hi to me and I did not know who they were. (laughs) They
0: know who you are, but you don't know who they are. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And um, I just totally lost my train of thought, but I was thinking as you were talking, I mean, we've talked as a family about paying it forward and that a lot of good, I mean... It's not fun to have cancer. It's not fun as a family to have to go through that. And it's a terror. It's a, you know, we wouldn't wish this journey on anybody. But all the good that's come out of it, like, the world is good. Like, there's so many good people. And for me, it's important that you guys see that. Like, that's one of the silver linings in this is that mom having cancer is part of your childhood. But also... All these people showing up for you and doing in us and doing good deeds and just being there for us is part of your childhood so I hope that you guys walk forward with that in life and you always remember this and you do it for other people when you can um, we were do you remember so I mean here's the great how many 16 year olds can say or have to say I drove my mom to radiation you know yeah. And I think the boys were with us, I can't remember, but we were going to radiation and Kaysen was driving because I still couldn't drive. I couldn't drive for three months after um, the initial diagnosis. And so my 16-year-old has taken me to to radiation and um, you asked me, do you remember this? You asked me, Mom, if you got to the end of your life and you had like one thing you wanted to accomplish or one thing, do you remember? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so... What did
1: one thing you regret or one thing you like wish you did or something like along those lines.
0: Do you remember what my answer was?
1: I think it was no.
0: Well, my answer was there's a saying that sometimes in life it's not what you do, but it's who you raise that contributes to the world. It's the people Mm -hmm. that you raise that turn out to be really good people and that's like your contribution to the world. That's your good thing. And you said, I knew you were going to say something like that. (laughs) But for me, it was really weird timing because you were driving me to radiation. You were doing things other 16-year-olds don't have to do or worry about. And you were, again, in the position where you were taking care of me. And yet I thought, what an amazing thing for this young man, my young man, to take, you know, to take care of me in this way so that someday, hopefully someday you're taking care of your wife that way, you know, mm-hmm. and to witness Troy taking care of me the way he does, like for you boys, that's huge for me. It's, it's, you know, not that you wouldn't do that if not that we had to have cancer happen for you to turn out to be an amazing person. Cause you always have been, you have such a compassionate, kind heart and you've just always had this connection to people that I think is so cool. Um, but that's, I think, my contribution to the world is raising you three to just be good and do good and share good and pay it forward, especially after this journey. Mm-hmm. So, <coughs> excuse me, we, let's see, what else did we want to talk about before we move on to 2020? Um, oh, I was going to ask you, so, and you kind of already well, you kind of touched on this, but like life is different for, I mean, there's times where I sleep for 30 hours at a time, which we, we try and adjust things so that that's not the case, but sometimes that is the case. And so th- we can go a whole weekend and I'm here, but you, I'm not really here. You know, you guys are doing your thing, you and, and Troy and the boys. Um, so if, which is not normal, we, it's our normal, but that's not in another family. That would be a total disruption. So what would your advice be? I can give advice to other women, um, other moms, um, going through something difficult or going through, you know, a mom trying to raise her family and still provide normal and then battle whatever they're battling. It doesn't have to be cancer. But as a teenager, or, and you can talk to all ages, anybody living under the roof still with their parents, if their parents got sick, or their parents were going through a difficult time, or something, what would your advice be, or what is your wisdom to share,
1: um, or your takeaway?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I mean, uh, I do like I do understand that I'm still 16, and that I can't control everything. Like, it's not like I can just like pay hospital bills or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I believe a big thing is doing what I can and understanding that I do have, like, my life outside of the house, mm-hmm. but what's going on inside the house is, like, the biggest priority, you know? Like, like kind of like what I said earlier, there's never a moment, like, why did it have to be my mom, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I... I there's not a single moment where I'm like upset that I have to take you to radiation, or that uh, you can't come to an event because you you don't feel good. You know, mm-hmm. I I always I always understand like that you're going through something a lot bigger than even what I can understand. You know, I can be upset that my mom has cancer, but you actually have the tumor in your head mm-hmm. and deal with. You know, like going to treatments like every other day or Mm -hmm. uh, going to get your lung
0: treatment, lung, lung treatment today. today. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And it's um, uh, it's it's a big balance. But I think the biggest thing to understand is that there are greater things, you know, to deal with than going out and hanging out with friends. Mm -hmm. Because with what we were talking about with paying it forward, you know. You've raised me your whole life. You've done every... Like, you have your life, but you're... Like, I, your kids are your whole life. Mm-hmm. And so now we're in, like, a situation where you can't do everything for your kids, you know? Like, I know that I need to step up and be better than me doing whatever I wanted to. Right. So I definitely think that uh, I feel very selfless, and knowing that I can't just do things for myself when I want to, because mm-hmm. I know you're my mom and you're one of one of the biggest parts of my life, so like I know that i can't, can't what I said earlier yeah like, i can't I can't just do things for myself,
0: yeah, I understand what you're saying and You don't feel robbed of, gosh, I wish I could be like so-and-so who just gets to do whatever and their mom just goes to work and does her thing. You don't feel like cheated or like you're...
1: Oh, absolutely not, no.
0: And I love that you feel that way because um, one of my interviews with um, actually Betsy Singer and ABC6 News this summer, right before that... um, we did a we've done a couple different events, but we did an event that was a cancer event and I spoke at that event and um one of the things she asked me was, you know, when a big diagnosis like this happens, a lot of people say, Why me? And have you said that? And I I really I I mean, I've had down moments, but even from the very beginning I it, it was not why me, but why not me? I mean Nothing makes me or our family any different than anybody else's. And I think that's the biggest adjustment for me has been to feel vulnerable and learn to be okay with that. Because we kind of live naive, like you're healthy, our family's healthy, mom is healthy. We make pretty good healthy choices. You know, we eat pretty good. We, you know, we, Mm -hmm. we exercise some, you know, we make these, we're living a pretty healthy life. So you kind of walk through it assuming that everything's going to be okay. But tragedies happen every day. And people get sick every day. And so, you know, to that naiveness of, oh, that ain't going to happen to me. And you know?
1: I, I almost don't think, I don't even think it's naiveness. It's it's normal, you know? Yeah. Because that, that's how I think about it. Like, you sleeping for 30 hours during a weekend, you know, that's that's the new normal now. Yeah. I
0: can't wait till that normal's over. So tired of that being normal.
1: And, like, yeah, in the past, you know, like, we made healthy choices. And it's not like we worried about someone getting sick or anything Mm -hmm. like that. But that's because we lived like that for years, you know? Yeah. And And
0: you want to live that way. You don't want to live in fear. Mm -hmm. And that's part of my... um, for me, just learning not to live in fear, like when I get really sick, oh my gosh, is it something else? You know, and just learning to, to, um, stay, stay positive, stay on the right track, etc. So, okay. So let's talk about, so we went to, um, we've not been very good about going to church lately, but we went to a new church on Sunday, the Echo Church here in town and we wanted to do this for a really long time. I wanted to do this for a long time, and I finally felt good, so we went. Actually, we made an arrangement, because you had planned Saturday night, and I said, yes, you can go with your friend, but <laughs> you're going to church with me tomorrow. And you said, okay. And everybody was very much on board. And um, um Okay, so I have never been a big New Year's resolution person. Like, I just kind of want to, like, Say goodbye to the old year, and I've never had a year where I'm like, Goodbye, good riddance. Can't, I'm so glad this year's over. Let's move on to the next year. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel that way this year, like not super strong, but I do, I'm totally okay with 2019 being done. But because we're still in the middle of chemo treatments, like. Nothing's going to change tomorrow from today. So I'm actually super excited about like summer 2020 because I should be done with treatments. It'll be nice out again. We all know if you know me at all, I hate winter. <laughs> so that's what I'm looking forward to, like feeling good, getting back to some normalcy. But also we don't know what 2020 will bring either. I It's that vulnerability now. Like I always assumed the next year would just be better and then the next year would be better. So we'll go to church on Sunday, and so I'm not a big resolutions person. I don't make New Year's resolutions, and um, a lot of times people, like, choose a word. Like, it's on social media a lot. Like, what's your word for the new year? And I've never been one ever to do that either, but at the church service on Sunday... A panel of five of the people, the pastors and then some people involved with the church, all got up. It was a live podcast. So they were were doing the Echo Church podcast and they were recording it live, which was really because we like love podcasts. So we're like, that's super cool that we were part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the speakers was a fireman here in town. Mm -hmm. So Slayton was like, Mom, he's a fireman? So when we left church site was like, can we come back here again? (laughs) And I think it's just because of fireman's phone, (laughs) but, um, they all chose a word and they talked about it and it was really cool. It was really, really cool. And it, it inspired me. And I was like, I kind of want to find a word. Like I, I kind of want something to work on or to focus on. And, um, and I already have some big plans. I guess I don't, maybe I don't give enough credit because I have some big plans for 2020. One is to publish a book, which I've started writing. We have the podcast. I want to be more consistent um, and have more guests. I have four speaking engagements already scheduled and I have two podcast interviews coming up on somebody else's podcast. So I want to keep sharing and I want to keep doing what we're doing. But anyway, my word that popped into my head Pretty quickly, I was thinking about like healing, health, you know, all these things that are like diagnosis related, and I'm like, uh, but that'll go away, you know. So and I can't control those things. I can't control my health to a point. I can't control if how far healing goes or whatever, but I can control and I can choose joy, which also starts with J, which Jenny. <laughs> It was a post on Facebook. Choose a word with your first letter of your name. Joy. And we, even in the midst, I believe we've already been doing this, so maybe it was my cop-out or easy way out, but even in the midst of hardship and struggle and tough times, we still have joy inside our walls of our home. And my goal as an individual, as a person, as a mom, as a woman, as a wife, Is to continue to find joy in everything. Like the mundane, the smallest of moments. Going to a movie and out to eat for New Year's Eve. Just a simple, but finding the joy in those simple moments. If it's playing a family board game. or, And not needing like this grandiose, (coughs) huge change or thing that we're chasing. But just, because this is our life every day everyday that we're living our life all these little moments put together make up your life so my word was joy and so i've been using it already in the last couple days in some of my posts and some of the things i've been writing in my planner and that's my goal to connect connect with that word more what was your word cuz we talked about this
1: mm-hmm. so earlier this or earlier when the school started i have a english teacher named mr perry and he put up this uh, quote almost, and it's called, and it it said like two words. It said endure suffering, and that he kind of explained what it meant, and it it's a lot deeper than what it sounds, and it's like pretty much going through the hardship, knowing that the outcome is gonna be a lot better than what the hardship was, and so I was first thinking I'm gonna do endure. And I kind of thought about it more, and honestly, like right before we started the podcast, I changed my word. <laughs> That's funny. Um, I didn't know that. Um, because when you, when I keep thinking about like the actual meaning of endure is. Uh, it's like prolonged suffering or something like that. It's it it's it's a negative word almost. Mm-hmm. Okay. And. I I changed my word to embrace. So I I almost, I think of it as like, we have to embrace the things that go bad. You know, we have to get through it. Mm -hmm. The same with endure, but then you can also embrace like the good moments. Mm -hmm. You know, like life gets crazy, you know, even with everything going on with the diagnosis, you know, Mm -hmm. there's still other stuff that goes on.
0: And they're still good. I mean, we mm-hmm. still laugh. We still have lots of good memories from 2019. I mean, you mm-hmm. know, we still have normal everyday. We have vacations. We had, you know.
1: And and that's kind of what what I mean. Like we're for focusing on. It's like we have to embrace that you do have a diagnosis, but we can also embrace that we still have in good parts of life, you mm-hmm. know. It's like 2020 is going to continue with treatment and everything mm-hmm. like that but then there's also a lot of good things that could come that we have yet to learn you know yeah
0: you'll be a senior in high school next year yeah I mean how crazy is that yeah I was thinking about that today and the wrestling season you have totally you are a wrestler and if you're a wrestling fan or wrestling parent or a wrestler yourself or were a wrestler back in the day um it's an intense sport it's a tough sport it takes um, mental strength, that takes physical strength, and um, I'm so proud of you because I've been told by multiple people, but your coach also a couple times, that you are just a different person this year in the wrestling room, and I think part of that is just becoming older and more mature and just knowing, okay, I want to dedicate myself to this and I know what it takes. Um, it might be a combination of a whole bunch of things, but you've really really dedicated yourself to this sport this year. This is your third year wrestling, right? I mean, you wrestled when you were little, but mm-hmm. then you took a break a couple of years off. And, um, this year is so awesome. Like it just, and it makes me excited for next year, not only your senior year, but just to see where you go, um, in the sport and, um, I don't know, next year's going to be crazy with you as a senior. Yeah. But I'm excited that this journey that we're on now, too, will be wrapping up and over so that, you know, I'd rather be missing out on these few things. I don't want to miss out on anything. But I really don't want to miss out on anything when you're a senior, you know. Mm-hmm. So I'm thankful for the timing, for sure.
1: So, yeah. Um, and and that's kind of where I'm going with my word, too, yeah. Uh Right now, my two biggest focuses are you and wrestling. Like, you know, practice every day, it's hard to ignore it. But I, I've i been working my butt off this year, mm-hmm. you know? And I can almost... Your equ-
0: face shows it. Your face is a little beat up today. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> and, and that I can incorporate my word into that. Like, I need him Because practice is hard, mm-hmm. you know? Like us walking through the movie that we went to today, I was sore. Yeah. (laughs) And I, but I know though that I'm embracing all of this struggle through practice Mm -hmm. when I know like it gets to meet day or it gets to wrestle-offs that I'm going to be one step for like ahead of the person say that didn't go to practice today that didn't do that one last rep. And I think, I like to think that wrestling is a huge uh, connector to life almost mm-hmm. because practice is hard, but then you get to meet day and then you beat that kid, you mm-hmm. know? Like, uh, it's I connected it, connected almost to, like, your diagnosis is really hard and then we have to deal with this with the whole family. But then when we get to that last day, we're like, we're done, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, the feeling is just amazing, mm-hmm. you know? So it's embracing the hard things but then also embracing the the really good moments or even the small things that come through. Like uh I I explained to you or I told the told you this uh after practice today that I kinda led a workout mm-hmm. during practice and usually only captains do that and I'm not officially a captain, but coach picking me to lead this workout is showing that I could be a captain you sure. know, next year. And that wasn't a great feeling. you know. Yeah. I embraced that feeling.
0: Being a leader. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. And I'm proud of you for that because that's, um, that's, as a parent, what we want to do. We want to get you to the place where you are mentally strong and you are a leader and you are working hard at something that means something to you and that you've got some passion there for something. So that's incredible. So how do we wrap this up? I don't know if we talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sure everybody listening is thinking as as much as I am how amazing and incredible you are. So I want you to know that I think that of you. Thank you. You are the one that gave me the title mom. (laughs) So you'll always be my firstborn and my my baby. Mm -hmm. Um, I love you with my whole heart. Um, You've really... I just I love watching you become you know you're not an adult yet but you're not a child and I just love watching you become who you're becoming and um the young man I'll say (laughs) that you are just really you're here for us you're here for your (laughs) brothers and you know we're just so proud of you so here's to 2020
1: yeah. Here's to the New year
0: Are we gonna make it to midnight? You said you're not.
1: No, I'm not staying up till midnight.
0: <laughs> he has practice, so he's not staying up till midnight. And I likely will not either. The boys are bound and determined, so maybe they'll stay up till midnight. But you and I will be in bed probably by normal time, which yeah. is well, we have about an hour left, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, well we will wrap that up. Um we wanna thank everybody for listening. I want to say thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, thank you for listening. <laughs>
0: And, um, as always, I welcome any feedback. If you want to give feedback on how amazing this young man is, I will always take it. Um, you can always email me at stephastrong at gmail.com. Otherwise, if you will rate the podcast, we will always rate it, share it, um, give feedback. We just really want to share our story with anybody and everybody that has the time to listen. Um, just because if we can touch just one person and help make their day better, or share our struggles, and re- help others realize that we all struggle, <laughs> I mean, we all have, it may not be cancer, Kaysen and I talked about that before we started, man, if struggles can be anything, um, but everybody struggles, and if we can all just support each other, and share our stories, and be there for each other, it just makes life all that much more doable, so We'll wrap up with that. So here's to 2019. Asta la vista. See you later. <laughs> Peace out. And cheers to you and the new year. Have a wonderful night. Have a safe New Year's Eve and a wonderful 2020. Goodbye, everybody.